Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Enever. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. I am Clive Enever, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Jen Donovan about the lost art of human-to-human marketing to grow your business. Jen Donovan is a marketing thought leader and strategist, social media business coach, change maker, and social entrepreneur. She specializes in helping startups turn ideas into businesses. Hello, Jen, and welcome. Hey, Clive. Thank you so much. I'm a little bit excited to have a bit of a chat. Absolute pleasure to have you here. But where have we found you geographically? So, Clive, I live on the border of New South Wales and Victoria in a little country town called Moela, which sits at Yarrawonga, Moela. Um, it's about an hour, or I was going to say north, but I really don't know. It's, it's about an hour downstream from Albury-Wodonga, which is probably a bigger town that people will recognise map-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with directions. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's good. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned downstream because it's not north. No. But uh, we'll leave that. We won't dwell on that. Moving right along. <laughs> you're, you're not here to tell us about how to read a map. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a particularly pleasant part of the world to live in. You have lots of sunshine and an appropriate winter, which has rain and cold. And just to be clear, I think although you live at Mawala, you don't actually live in the town of Mawala. You're on a property, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I married a farmer and, you know, there's one thing you can, can't can do and that's move a farm. So, um, yeah, we've lived on a farm just outside Mawala um, for about 22 years or something like that. And my husband is a fourth generation farmer. Four generations in farm is pretty handy. Lots of them don't last that long in a family. Yeah, no, I'm not quite, don't know if it'll go another generation, but yeah, so far there's four, you never know. (laughs) So in that case, that sounds like you have younger ones coming on who might not be interested in the farm. Yeah, so I have two boys and a girl, 21, 18 and 17. Last year of school fees forever, which I'm pretty excited about. But yeah, they're not really taking interest in the farm, but you never know what might happen. Passion might arise at the most surprising moment. That's right. (laughs) From that, we can uh, deduce that you've actually had quite a busy life. You're raising uh, kiddies. You're looking after the farmer who's out tending the the stock and the land. In amongst all of that, you're a marketing person. How are you managing all of this? (laughs) The best way I can, the best way I can, Clive. So I actually started my career in law. So I did law for about 17 years or so, ran my own conveyancing firm. And as my story goes, my best friend and I had way too much wine to drink one night and we decided to buy a retail shop. So we both gave up our corporate jobs and we bought a retail shop. And that's kind of where I found my passion for marketing and social media. Because when I had my conveyancing shop, it was during probably the boom of real estate. So not a lot of marketing needed other than referral marketing. So, and of course, once I got into retail, social media had really started to take off. 
So yeah, we had that for about seven years and then we sold it. And I think I just wanted to share what I knew with other people of how to use social media and email marketing and all sorts of other things that I'd learned to grow my business and seen in other business owners. I just wanted to share that knowledge. So yeah, I started a social media marketing business where I help startups and small business owners especially in rural and regional areas I find that that's probably where my niche sits but yeah I don't do their social media or their marketing I'm just trying to help them understand it a little bit more but I just love it I could talk about it underwater it's um you know I didn't think I'd ever find another passion out of law but definitely found marketing is one of my big passions that's excellent and and look we promise not to dunk you in the Murray River (laughs) to see that you can actually talk underwater, but let's see if we can explore a bit of it. And you mentioned that you really wanted to share your knowledge. That's probably an introduction or an indication of why you refer to it as human to human marketing. Where did that come from? Yeah, I find that a lot of people, a lot of us will align with other people whose morals and values align with ours. So if you get to know a business owner and we're talking small business here unless you've got huge marketing budgets and you know you can make golden arches your number one thing that's recognizable in your business and things like that but if you don't have that sort of budget you know you as the business owner the thing that can make you stand out from a crowded place that it's you who people want to connect with and get to know and you know it's your knowledge you're sharing and I just find that like I you know said there's a bit of a lost art on you know showing up and being the face of your business and having people get to know you and your expertise and I, I just think it's you know one of those keys to success in small business especially on social media so many people are just showing their products or you know sharing quotes or you know they're not actually showing up as the human that they are for people to get to know them and of course you know for them to do business with them like I said we do business with people that we know like and trust so if they don't know you they don't like you and they probably don't know they can trust you just yet and for some people in business Jen it's difficult to show up to be out the front What do you think it is that causes us to think that it's difficult to be out the front when probably we have something pretty special to deliver? Yeah, look, I find that a lot of people are just nervous of what other people will think if they start showing up on social media or they've undersold that their knowledge, like every small business owner or every business owner, no matter how long you've been in business, you know something that someone else would love to know. You are always one or two steps in front of somebody. So sharing that knowledge as a business owner is really like part of your story. And I guess storytelling comes into that as well, you know, showing, you know, who you are and how you got to where you go. It really helps people to connect with you. But I think it is that fear of showing up and fear of showing our faces and, you know, believing in ourselves and believing in that knowledge. And I guess I had it myself for a lot of years, uh, certainly in my retail business. Um, You know, it was all about the brand and the logo and things like that, not so much about the business owners behind it. 
Um, and it wasn't until I had a conversation with one of my friends, Sam, we were at a, an event, um, it was a marketing event where we had to do a live video on Facebook. And I was like, I'm so not doing this. I'm running. As soon as that, you know, stop for lunch, that's off. I'm out of here. And I was having a conversation with Sam about it. And Sam just looked at me, he rolled his eyes and he said, Jen, you look and sound exactly the same on that video as what you do talking to me right now. So are you embarrassed to talk to me? And that was kind of like the biggest light bulb for me was kind of like, wow, I didn't, you know, I think we think we look different and we think we sound different. But at the end of the day, to the recipient who's listening and watching, it's exactly the same as if they were standing in front of you. I think if people can get that into their mindset, then they'll be more likely to show up. And it's about, of course, being able to tell the story that you own isn't it? Rather than it's not a story that you're making up. It's a story that is you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a story that's you. It's the, it's the good, it's the bad, it's the ugly, it's the sensational. Like, you know, no one was, no one has had a perfect trajectory to business success or what you deem as success. Cause of course, everyone's idea of what success is, is very different, but no one's journey was a perfect line. So anyone who's putting a story out there that it was a perfect line is perhaps not telling you all of their story. So I, I think that people have this perception that they think they have to be perfect. Whereas the audience quite loves imperfections. Because each of those people in that audience is looking for a particular way to move forward, isn't it? And because we don't like to see our own story as important, it's really only important that we find our own story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really important that we embrace our own story and we embrace our own journey and just you know, show up, show up for your audience. I do a 30-day challenge inside my business and one whole week is dedicated to video because I know that people dislike video. And so we start off, you know, quite small and then, you know, work up over the week to some video. And because they are in a challenge and because, you know, they've got that peer pressure of showing up, it tends to get people over the hurdle of doing it. And so many people say to me, oh my God, I showed up, I did like a 30 second video and it's the most well-loved and commented video I've done in my entire social media or in months and that sort of thing. It's like, like, yes, that's the power of showing up and showing your audience who you are. Which is really just showing up is just having a go, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's just having a go and, you know, put it up there. Don't watch it if you don't want to. (laughs) You don't need to watch it. You know, you did it, but let your audience, you know, give you. And sometimes once someone does it once and they get that encouragement, it makes it just that little bit easier to do again and again and again. And, you know, I know for myself, I don't still don't love it, but I know the power of it and I do it. And of course, showing up is just and having a go is just doing the best you can today, because every day we're going to learn something, either to do it better or just do it again. But in showing up, you mentioned earlier that your earlier retail life was all about the brand. And then you decided to move to this human-to-human marketing. Tell us what's the difference in those two approaches. Well, 
I think hiding behind your brand, it's very hard for a brand or a logo to have a personality because you are the personality, you are the business owner. And even if you have staff, you know, they're part of that branding as well. They're part of the personality of the business, whether you have a bricks and mortar or a fully online business or a coaching business, the people that, you know, pick up the phone, whoever answers the phone or answers emails or turns up on social media, that's all human to human marketing. And for me, marketing is everything. So the way you answered the phone or, you know, the way you conduct yourself at the supermarket, especially when you live in small rural areas, it's all part of your branding and it's all part of that, um, you know, coming out from behind that logo and really showing what the business values are and, you know, what it is that you're an expert in. That sounds a lot like uh, not making up a particular story, but actually telling the story that is you. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Just and you know, sometimes it might take a little bit of articulating, and sometimes you might, you know, you won't necessarily get on a video and start telling everyone your life story, but you know, you put little pieces out there, and eventually it will start attracting the people who are attracted to your story. Because on so, you know, whatever marketing you're using, at the end of the day, we want to attract the right people, and we also want to attract the people who will one day do business with us it's all very well to have 10,000 followers but if only you know 10% of them are willing to pull out their wallet then they're the 10% that we really want to tell our story to and we really want to make that connection to and if anyone is sort of you know looking at someone on social media and thinks man they just do showing up so well I, I wish I could be like them especially on Instagram for instance Take the time, if you've got five minutes, and scroll backwards. You know, go to their feed and scroll two or three years ago and click on a video. And I guarantee you that they have built up to the beautiful polish that you see now. It didn't start off that way. So I think that's, you know, comparisonitis sometimes comes in and we're like, oh, but I don't think I could show up like them. Well, they probably didn't show up like that the very first time they showed up. Um, You know, I'm sure it's the same, you know, with podcasting as well, you know. The first episode isn't quite as good as episode 100. No, I have a very good editor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might be the exception. Mine certainly isn't. My episode one, I will never listen to ever again. Um, Yes, simply because I probably was a little bit nervous. So, yes. (laughs) But when it all comes boiled right down, it's a matter of showing up, doing your absolute best, Whatever your best is, for example, you just mentioned, okay, your first podcast, you were nervous and you didn't like it very much. However, it's the beginning of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm pretty sure in my first podcast that I edited, I cut out all my breathing because, you know, seriously, humans don't breathe, do they? Like, you know. I think if anyone listens to a podcast and thinks to themselves, oh, they breathed a little bit too much, I think, you you know, uh, it's not quite the thing to think. But, you know, that was my perception. It's like people don't want to hear me breathe. It's just like, yeah, probably breathing's okay on a podcast. So, yeah, and I guess that's the evolution of business. We show up, we put out ourselves with our story, we share what our business values are so we can align with other people and we get better at it as we go along. Now, you've mentioned sharing values a couple of times through our conversation so far, Jen. Do people actually get out there and say, my values are this or my values are that? Or is there some other way that we actually learn what a person's values are? 
Yeah, I think there is another way that we learn what people's values are. I think especially if you follow them on socials and interact with them, you know, maybe you're on their email list, maybe you know someone who knows them, you learn what these people's values are. And I think Australians have a really good BS radar where we kind of go, I don't think that person's being necessarily authentic. And so, you know, we get that and we see that and therefore, you know, we, we don't necessarily engage in that but I would recommend um, that everybody have what they stand for and what their business values are on their website to a certain degree Um, because I think you know that's probably a stagnant place that people can go and perhaps there's not as much video content there Um, but yeah so I think they should be stated somewhere Um, just like a vision and mission you know it's not something we write and then leave it's like oh tick that box I've done my vision and mission it's actually part of who we are and part of the business and that's what oozes I guess as people get to know like and trust you and these things although they sound really really simple a lot of people in business seem to think that it's important to make it up to create values for the business that don't necessarily align with their own how do you help people get away from doing that look, how do I help people get away from that? I guess I help them embrace their own story would be uh, probably the biggest way that I would help people. Yes, you know, we can look at someone else's vision and mission and go, that sounds really good. I think that's how I should be. But if it's not authentically you, then eventually there will be a disconnect. So from a marketing point of view and what I help clients do is, you know, embrace who they are, embrace their story and have that aligned with what they are doing in business. Because there's so many people out there who would want to buy what you buy from and this is, oh, sorry, buy from what you what you are selling. You've just got to find the right people and some people will align with you and some people will not align with you and that's perfectly fine. And of course, with all of this marketing, when we look at the results, we see that, okay, that went out to so many people, but only so few responded. A lot of people want to attract the others who didn't respond. Is that something that we should actually worry about or should we simply embrace the fact that we're speaking to the right people? Yeah, we definitely should embrace that we are speaking to the right people. I think knowing who your audience is and who you want your audience to be, like the people who will eventually part with, you know, some of their cash are the people that, you know, we want to attract. But I also think that we need to understand that, you know, that one post on Instagram isn't going to get to our entire audience or that one post or that one email or that one Facebook live or whatever it is that's in your marketing strategy. I think it's something we need to work on continuously. So, you know, you know yourself, you know, if you put something out there for sale, you know, one post, it might not necessarily sell out. It might take a little bit of um, strategy behind it to sell whatever that product is. So even though we need to be attracting the people that we want and align with us, we need to understand that that takes a little bit of work to find them as well and also recognize there's always new people this is probably the thing that social media has brought to the forefront is that you know every day we probably have someone new who likes us or follows us or connects with us on LinkedIn or follows our Twitter account or something so that's why it's important to be you know always showing up as you because something that you said three months ago we could have a hundred new people following you now so you know they want to get to know you and trust you and like you but they're not probably not likely to scroll back three months to find out you know a little bit about you 
So we need to show up on a, perhaps not a regular basis, but we need to show up and we need to keep showing up and we need to keep telling stories, mm-hmm. but the message has to be the same. Am I hearing the right information here? The message has to be the same. I, I guess at the end of the day, some of the messages have to be the same for sure. I guess the whole, you know, looking at your messaging uh, to attract the right people is definitely what you need to do. But of course, you will always sort of have, you know, something different to say or, you know, something else that you want your audience to hear. Especially, you know, if you're, like I said before, you have so much knowledge that other people might know. And I think this is one of the problems that people have with showing up is I don't know what, what, what on earth do I have to talk about or what on earth, you know, am I an expert in? And like I say, I can guarantee that every business owner who is one or two steps in front of another business owner has got something you know that's really important to share and with those people who don't like to show up because that fear of showing up the number one fear that we have of public speaking or is that the number two fear i can't remember but in any any event it's right at the top top. (laughs) (laughs) what do you do to help people overcome that fear and get out there and show up because If we can show up once, we can show up a second time. And if we can show up a second time, we can do it a third time. How do you help people overcome that fear? I guess I encourage them a lot and talk to them about, you know, what they will actually, what they want to say. And we do it in small bursts. And also understanding that, you know, there's every chance that someone has got a sticky note on the camera or they've got you know a little script that they've written or they've done it a hundred times before they put it out on social media like what we see is a finished product isn't actually probably what behind the scenes looks like but I often encourage people to do like a boomerang which is kind of like you know one of those um little three second videos that you know where people sort of just move all of a sudden so uh, you know doing a boomerang and putting some writing over the top of it or use your voice if you don't want to show up you know as your face just yet you know start putting your voice there um, over some captions or something like that or another really good one is most phones have a it's not called slow-mo oh I've lost the word now but it's like basic where you film yourself for maybe five minutes but it's like a 10 second video a time lapse you know and therefore you know you're not even looking at the camera you might be just going about your daily uh, routine or you know I have a one of my clients you know is very much into baking cakes so you know we encourage her to set up the phone while she you know bakes her cake and mixes it like she's not looking at the camera she's just going about a normal everyday business but you know then it becomes a little bit of film that she can put on social media which people find really interesting yeah so it's just trying to do those little bits and pieces uh, and getting a little bit more comfortable and like I said I think the more we do it, the more our audience encourages us to do it as well. And therefore, we get a little bit more confident with doing it. So there are actually many ways of doing it. It's just really identifying what it is that we want to get it out there and having a go. Yeah, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? And it's kind of, it's counterintuitive. It's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be out there. And I can guarantee anyone who's listening to this podcast, who's like, no way, Jen, am I showing my face on social media? If you can do it once, even if it's a still photo, you will find it will be one of the best performing posts that you put out there. And we just need to work up to it. So it's all one step in front of another. 
just the same as everything else in life. It really is. It really is. It's just so much more powerful than what people give it credit for. I think showing up and being part of your business and, you know, showing yourself rather than just the products that you sell or, you know, whatever it is that you are doing inside your business, if you can make it a little bit about you and your story and showing up for your audience, it just brings your business to a whole new level and just breathes this new life into the business because people are like, oh, my God, you're the lady who makes those beautiful candles. I've always loved those candles and wondered, you know, who was behind the candle making or I guess it's a little bit harder for a business coach. They probably need to show up, you know, they're, they're the business coach at the end of the day. But I certainly see it, you know, retailers you know hide behind their products a lot and just you know putting a human face and embracing human to human marketing can really help attract a whole new level of followers who have got who want to know about you and this whole world of followers of course we like to call community we we're all out there to build a community where the devil do we start to build a community So community building, I think, is one of the big pieces of a marketing strategy these days. We almost need to put a picket fence around the people, around our audience. And that whole loyalty, not only is loyalty good because it encourages repeat customers, but it encourages referrals and things like that. So building community can be really great strategy as well as, you know, really great for you as well. Like, you know, I love my communities. I I love hearing about them and, you know, helping them and as well as just having, you know, conversations with them and sometimes even coffee when we're allowed out, of course. So where do you start with community building? Some people decide to open private Facebook groups and invite their community in there. I think that is a fantastic way of building a community. I will say, though, straight off the bat, it takes work. The community, you know, you can invite all the people you want into a Facebook group, but then you are the leader for a certain amount of time and you need to, you know, nurture those people and help them become a community for sure. Other people will, you know, make little communities just on their Instagram, you know, where people, you know, just start commenting and then other people are commenting on their comments and things like that. And so it becomes, you know, you almost make best friends, even though you're probably never going to meet each other or perhaps you've never met each other. But I think brands that have that community feel, you know, sometimes they offer retreats which is probably next level. I understand that. But um, sometimes it's just about encouraging people to connect with you and then to connect with other people that are also in your world as well. Uh, But probably Facebook groups are a really great way of creating communities, which, of course, we both know very well. And, of course, those communities will typically respond to how you present yourself. They will reflect what it is that you are trying to put out there. So first off, we want to decide what sort of community we want, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we do. And also, you know, as a business owner, we need to have a strategy behind that community as well. Unless it's a community for fun, that's a different thing. But if you are building a community for business, it needs to have a little bit of a strategy around it because it's going to take you time and effort and energy. And that needs to be worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. Like as business owners, we are all time poor and therefore where we're putting our energy, we need to know it is actually going to work 
for us, but building a community certainly can really help you in your business if you're willing to put the time and energy into it. But it all comes down to that human to human marketing again. You know, you can open a Facebook group, you can invite 100 people in there, but those 100 people will sit there until they are told, you know, what the group is about and how they're going to interact with each other and they will watch the leader. Yes, eventually, as you know, my community and your community is the same, eventually it takes on a life of its own, but you've still got to set those boundaries and, you know, those business values at the end of the day of what the expectations is of the community that you're building. But eventually you hope that it will become a hub where they will have their own conversations and they will help each other and therefore you're still the leader, but you can step back a little bit. It's just not all about you, but you become the person who created this beautiful community for other people. And as that community, the, the members of that community actually tell you, or at least message you, really good advice about what it is that you could do to enhance your product or service to encourage them to buy more from you. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the spin-offs of having a really great community who's engaged in what you are doing is that you have then got almost like a focus group. Like, you know, the big businesses, you know, they have a focus group to see, you know, will this work? Will this not work? You know, if we change the recipe here or if, you know, we bring in this new line, you know, will it work? Well, if you build yourself a little community who is built around your business values and knows you quite well, then you can go in there and say, hey guys I'm just wondering you know how does this sound to you or you know what's your biggest challenge in business at the moment and things like that and you can really use it to strategically grow your business quite well even though they mightn't be the people who buy um, necessarily not all of them are going to buy from you but they are your target market and therefore they know you know what you need to know and so it's really a great way of moving your business forward and having that little focus group that you can go to. Jen, you are an absolute <laughs> font of information on this marketing. And I especially like, of course, that you refer to it all as human to human marketing because business only exists because of humans. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, if they take one thing away from this podcast, remember that, you know, behind every business is a human. Precisely. So before I let you go, though, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation? Look, my best tip I probably have that anyone who follows me will hear it quite often. It's something my mentor taught me, which I think he heard somewhere else, and it was ready, fire, aim. So basically what it means, so it is in that way. So it, it is a little bit twisted, ready, fire, aim. And basically what it means is do it before you're ready. Perfection is a really big trap in business and you just need to, you know, get ready to do something, fire away, get it out there into the world and let the world tell you whether or not that's going to work or needs adjusting and just sort of adjust it as you go along. I come across um, small business owners who have amazing ideas and have amazing strategic plans, but they just don't fire. They're so busy making it perfect before they put it out there. I've seen one or two in my lifetime and completely miss the boat as in someone who's got in before them and, you know, it, therefore it becomes a harder sell than uh, what it would have been if they had have just fired. So for me, it's, you know, ready, fire, aim and don't get caught in perfect. Just 
just do it. If we Again, if we refer back to human to human marketing, I don't know a perfect human ever. So, you know, trying to make something perfect that a human's going to buy is just never going to be perfect. We are rather interesting characters, aren't we? We're, oh, we yeah. are just, look, I would love to have more time and do more study. We are amazing, us human <laughs> creatures. <laughs> but Jen, what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today? Look, we've spoken a lot about showing up. So I would really like to put out a challenge to everyone to show up to do that 30-second video, that 10-second video, that short, sharp, boomerang video, whatever it looks like that you would be comfortable in. But just show up for your audience. And if you haven't shown up for a little while but it's something you normally do, then show up and, you know, tell them three things about you that they might know. You decide to do something like that, it's okay to have some notes. Put a sticky note on your computer that you can see that your audience can't see or just do it on your phone. And as long as you've got good lighting, people will you know, forgive a lot more. Uh, good lighting, good sound, and people are fairly forgiving. But, you know, my challenge is just to do it. And I promise you that it will be one of the best things that you put out there on social media people will love it people will embrace it and I think that will be the encouragement to do it again and most importantly Jen how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation yeah so you can find me on all the platforms I'm at Jen Donovan underscore on Instagram otherwise LinkedIn is actually one of my favorite platforms to hang out on and of course I'm there as Jen Donovan Jen has two N's in it and yeah just on Facebook of course I'm there as well but I you know I would really just love to and connect with the audience and if you're on Facebook or Instagram and LinkedIn or wherever and you do show up tag me. I'd love to be one of the people that cheers you on and congratulates you for doing that. That's absolutely excellent. And there's so much more that we could talk about here, Jen, but time is weakness. Yeah, Clive, it's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for being here. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enova. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app. And you can find more business resources at cliveenova.com.au.